Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, we're here at the Ukrainian-Polish border as Russia steps up its assault on Ukraine, bombarding Kyiv and cities not far from here, forcing nearly 3 million refugees from their homes. Widespread destruction in Ukraine's capital today. President Zelensky visiting wounded troops, and he asks every Ukrainian to join the resistance. American killed. The news tonight about journalists. One killed and a Fox News reporter badly injured outside Kyiv. Russia asks China for help. Tonight, our CBS News reporting. Will China answer Putin's request for military assistance, including drones? Ukrainians trapped. Hundreds of thousands cut off in the port city of Mariupol. The devastating news tonight about that pregnant mother injured after the bombing of that maternity hospital. Sex trafficking. Tonight, what a U.N. official told us about the threat to women and girls as they seek safety. The long journey. We're there as tired and scared refugees cross the border into the welcome arms of volunteers. The hot food, the medical care, and the new lives that await them. This is a special edition of the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from the border of Ukraine and Poland. And good evening, and thank you for joining us from Poland's border with Ukraine. We are here as war is inching closer to this key NATO ally as Russia's military forces bombed western Ukraine. That's just 15 miles from the Polish border. Tonight, we're learning that President Zelensky will address Congress on Wednesday to plead for more help. And President Biden could soon be headed here to the region. Among the potential stops is Brussels, Belgium, home to NATO. Also sparking worldwide concern, the news tonight that the Kremlin has asked China for help for military equipment, 
possibly drones. And if the Chinese were to go ahead and aid Russia in its war, it could pit the world's largest superpowers against one another. We also have some sad news tonight about Western journalists. One American shot and killed, his partner wounded. Brent Renault was working on a documentary about refugees when he was shot by Russian troops. And there is new news tonight that Benjamin Hall, a reporter for Fox News, is hospitalized. We also want to share with you what we saw here in Medeca just moments ago. A long line of women and children who just crossed from Ukraine. So many buses here tonight. And greeting them, so many incredible volunteers and charities. And at the same time, the warning about the threat of human trafficking, as officials say the number of refugees has grown to almost 3 million. We'll have more on all of that in just a moment. But first, the capital of Kyiv is facing constant fire from Russian forces. And that's where CBS's Charlie Daggett is tonight. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening to you, Nora. More explosions tonight. Now, the fourth round of peace talks took place with no other breakthrough than the plan to resume talks tomorrow. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky described the talks as difficult, but he's still hoping for progress, even as fighting rages on. The bombardment of that base is the farthest the Russians have reached yet and the nearest they've come to hitting NATO allies. It's part of a dramatic escalation in airstrikes and artillery attacks across Ukraine. Rockets took out a TV tower in Rivni, far west of the capital, killing nine. Early this morning, a missile strike in Kyiv left an apartment building in flames and rescuers scrambling to save survivors. As Russian troops close in on the capital, video from the Ukrainian Defense Ministry shows soldiers taking up positions and fighting back. They need every weapon they can get. And at a car repair shop, we found a small team reassigning weapons ripped off Russian military vehicles, modifying them for use by Ukrainian soldiers. So you're using a Russian weapon to kill Russians? Uh, yes, yes, yes. There's no time to waste. In surrounding suburbs like hard-hit Irpin, soldiers evacuate the wounded and the dead. Panicked residents brave shelling and sniper fire to escape. They arrive here in a neighboring village, exhausted after days and nights of relentless shelling without food or water in freezing conditions, where volunteers risk their own lives in order to help others. Why was it important for you to help here rather than leave? Oh, just because we are Ukrainians, we can't do anything else like that. I, I mean, and we can't go when our people like are dying here. We can't go away. Yeah, you may have heard those explosions. Uh, we're told with some confidence those are outgoing. There are two sides to this fight, and I can tell you, nobody flinched. Though many arrive here shell-shocked, having fled even while under fire. The road uh, was full of miners, and we stay with with uh, with children, with with uh, uh, this is, uh, old people, and with uh, animals, uh, uh, dogs and cats, and it it was a miracle. It's a miracle. It miracle. Yeah. I'm glad you're safe. I'm not okay. Are you okay? Okay. 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 <laughs> we not now. We are sisters. <laughs> it was terrible. It was, it was hell. 
A hell they haven't escaped yet. With the Russians advancing, they're only out of harm's way for now. And Charlie Jad Daggett joins us now from Kiev, where he has been for so many weeks. And Charlie, does it feel like today that the Russians are closer than they were 24 hours ago? Uh, without a question, Nora, for a couple of reasons. Uh, they're advancing on the suburbs like uh, Irpin, which you saw, that's come under heavy bombardment today and tonight. Uh, early this morning, there's been a significant increase in explosions uh, in and around the capital. Certainly one of the most intense days here since the invasion began. Nora. Stay safe, Charlie Dagada. Thank you. Well, Vitaly Klitsko is the mayor where Charlie is in Kyiv. He's been documenting the damage to his city on his social media pages. In his previous life, the mayor, along with his brother, once dominated the heavyweight boxing world. Well, earlier today, we spoke with him about his latest fight, the fight for his nation's survival. Is your city in the crosshairs tonight, under fire? Yeah, it's every night during the day during the night, people spend weeks in underground, in bunkers. So the people was so angry. It's no panic. Instead of panic, they want to fight. They want to defend the city. Mayor, you have warned that Russians could carry out a chemical attack. Do you see any evidence that that could happen soon? Everything is possible. We see in this war, Russia doesn't have rules, doesn't have uh, war rules. They kill children, women, civilians. The thousands of people, thousands of civilians already died. They have a target, they have a goal with any price to be in Kyiv. I hope it's not they use chemical weapons against the civilian population with any price they want to win. That was our conversation with the mayor earlier today. Meanwhile, some of the most intense fighting of the war can be found in southern Ukraine, and that's where Russians have overtaken at least two cities and are moving closer to several others in an effort to cut off the country from the Black Sea. CBS's Chris Livesay is in the hard-hit southern port of Mykolaiv. It's a war of annihilation, in the words of Ukraine's president, and nowhere is that more clear than Mariupol. A child cries for her father, trapped on the balcony of their shelled apartment block. In Russia's brutal siege of the strategic port city, it's not just the blasts, it's a blockade, cutting off hundreds of thousands of people from food, water, heat, and electricity. Local authorities say more than 2,500 civilians have now been killed here since the war began. Among them, we learn today, this mother and her unborn child lost in a bombing at a maternity hospital last week. Now an emblem of this war's uneven toll on the most vulnerable. And Russia's ruthless drive to conquer Ukraine's Black Sea coast. British military intelligence says Russian warships, like these training in the Black Sea last month, have already isolated it from maritime trade and travel, as Putin sets his sights on the former crown jewel of the Russian Empire, Odessa, today Ukraine's biggest port and home to its navy. But to get there, they're trying to force their way through Mykolaiv. 
the scene of fierce and indiscriminate shelling for days. This weekend, killing three people hiding in a bomb shelter beneath a school. The city of half a million people is now half deserted, and those brave enough to step outside need to prepare for urban guerrilla warfare. Civilians are donating their old tires to set on fire to disorient the enemy, while soldiers mobilize the artillery. Anything to save their city and to save the sea. Now tonight in Mykolaiv, we're hearing shelling on Russia's war path to Odessa. Ukraine had said that Russia was holding off its invasion due to bad weather. But now with the sky clearing up, an invasion could come at any moment. Nora. All right, Chris Livesay, thank you. Well, tonight, the other big headline involves China. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan confronted his Chinese counterpart over Putin's request of China for military and economic assistance. For more on this, let's bring in CBS News Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent and Face the Nation Moderator Margaret Brennan. So, Margaret, I mean, this would mark a dramatic escalation. We know that the Russians are struggling. So what do they want? Well, Nora, we know the Russians have asked the Chinese for armed drones in part because they've seen how effective they can be on the battlefield. The Ukrainians are flying Turkish-made drones, and they have taken out Russian tanks in that miles-long convoy outside of Kyiv. Uh, in addition, a Russian, a Western official, I should say, told me the Russians are seeking armored vehicles, ground-to-air missiles, logistics equipment. Another U.S. ally told me the chief request from Beijing is simply for cash. Moscow is struggling due to those sanctions on their banks. And the U.S. believes China is actively considering going ahead with this support, which is why the president's top national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, flew to Italy and met with his Chinese counterpart in an intense seven-hour-long meeting, according to the White House. Uh, and he tried to persuade Beijing not to do this and warned of potential financial consequences if they do. Wow, that's some stunning reporting, Margaret. I want to also ask you about President Zelensky. He's going to be addressing Congress, and he'll likely push again for a no-fly zone. What are you hearing about the efforts to send Ukraine fighter jets? Ukraine's top request is for attack aircraft, and there are a growing number of lawmakers on Capitol Hill from both parties pushing for those Soviet-era MiG jets, which Poland has offered to hand over to the U.S. to then transfer to Ukraine. Nora, President Biden spiked that idea. Neither the U.S. nor the Poles want to personally hand them over out of fear of antagonizing Putin. So the administration argues right now they're sending plenty of military hardware, they're about to send more, and that it's working. You'll see that those Stinger missiles will continue to flow in, as were those Javelin anti-tank missiles, and those Turkish drones, very effective. Yeah, very effective. Great reporting, Margaret. Thank you very much. Well, as the war rages on, the humanitarian crisis grows worse by the day. We're talking about more than 2.8 million people have fled Ukraine just in the last 19 days, and a majority of them came through here, Poland. And the exodus shows no signs of slowing down. For many, this is the most difficult journey of their lives. But here, they have found open hearts and helping hands. Beyond this gate is actually the border with Ukraine, where we see many of the families who are walking across actually come through this area. Most people just, all they have is a small suitcase, like a carry-on bag almost, and that's, that's their entire belongings that they're bringing with them. 
Alona and Katya from Kharkiv told us they traveled by train with three kids with no food, only water. How old are you? Seven. Where will you go? Uh, we are not really familiar with Poland, so they want to pick a, a small town where they can uh, rest and figure things out. Do you want to try soup? Masha and her five-year-old son Benjamin haven't had a hot meal in days. Is that your toy? Yeah. Well, they have lots of toys here. How are you doing? Uh, we go. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Where are you from? I live in Sume with my husband. And uh, yeah, and uh, in Sume. Scared and tired, they don't have to look for the helpers. They are everywhere. Hardyal Singh spends his days volunteering. Why do you do this? Recognize the human race as one. We feel that it's so important to help. And, and humanity is all one, right? That suffering kind of brings all of us together. There is an outpouring of kindness here, plus hot food, diapers, and shoes, and special care for the many animals. About how many pets do you think you've treated here? Oh. Five, six hundred the last Six hundred pets. The last, the, the last week, I think. And what are you treating them for? Yeah, the hypothermia, the... Uh, the pets are freezing cold. The, the pets are freezing cold. We saw citizen soldiers from America and Canada ready to fight in Ukraine. Where are you guys going? We don't want to talk. You don't want to talk. But most of those traveling are women and children. The UN's Mohammed Rafat told us they are increasingly worried about human trafficking. But it's very obvious from the attempt, it's old guys trying to pick young girls, so you can assume it's Old guys to... trying to get young girls. Yeah. Have there been arrests for human trafficking? Uh, yes. Here? Yes. And as if the people here didn't have enough to deal with to think about their security. So people here are telling refugees do not get into cars. Instead, get in these buses that we have been uh, seen lining up all day and all night. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight, police in New York City and Washington, D.C. are searching for a suspect who is believed to have attacked five homeless people sleeping on the streets. Investigators just released new close-up photos of the suspect. A $55,000 reward is being offered for information that leads to his arrest and conviction. Two of the five victims have died. All right, tonight, former President Barack Obama is recovering from a mild case of COVID. Mr. Obama revealed on Twitter that he's had a scratchy throat but is otherwise feeling fine. Former First Lady Michelle Obama has tested negative. The former president, who is fully vaccinated and boosted, is urging more Americans to get the shot, even as the infection rate declines. Finally tonight, through the darkness of this war and human suffering, we have also seen the kindness of others. From the moment we got to Poland, we've seen people not just opening their hearts to Ukrainian refugees, but their homes.
These two families were complete strangers until two weeks ago. They don't even speak the same language. Ola left behind her husband, her home, her pets and her job in Kharkiv, which has been devastated by Russian air attacks. They left in a hurry in the early morning hours, accidentally only packing summer clothes. She told us she didn't know where they were going or where they'd end up, but they were really happy to be here. Ola, her mother and two daughters ended up in Warsaw and found comfort in the home of Barbara, a 75-year-old Polish woman. And you gave up your bedroom upstairs to sleep on the living room couch. She can sleep here because she's just one and there are four. So they can take like a bigger space. And, not a problem. You know, not a problem. Little Rima is only five and a half. That's and just started school here. But the reminders of war at home are evident, like the sound of an airplane flying above. She's scared. She grips her older sister. What are you worried about, Rima? Worried about her cat and uh, dog. You miss your cat and your dog. I understand I would be too. Here they are safe and together, hoping to go home but prepared to build a life in this city that has welcomed them with open arms as they are fleeing evil but finding kindness. You know, just a reminder of a child's innocence, Rima told us that when they were leaving Kharkiv, she thought they were just going to get candy. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we will have more coverage from inside Ukraine and here at the border in Poland, where majority of the nearly three million refugees have fled. That is tonight's special edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell from the border of Poland and Ukraine, where our hearts and our thoughts and prayers are with the refugees. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg.